The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. How are you now? How are you now? It's the World Juniors, and I think we all can say that we're all happy, and it's it's on. And uh, well, they're, they're the first two games to recap. It's me, Patrick Bexel, and uh, I'm paying homage to uh, Matt Drake here in order to 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 take over some of the bottom six minutes for the World Junior Championships when there are some good games that I think is can be highlighted and, and have some takeaways. Most obviously it's going to be about some of the Europeans and, and players that I know about. But um, so, so this is in regards to a interesting game between Sweden and Russia. And it finished 6-3 Sweden, one late insurance goal and, and obviously an empty netter after that. Um, those were the only two goals that first line Sweden didn't produce. And maybe we should say uh, special team Sweden didn't produce. Um, it really came down to that. The special teams where Russia's was uh, non-extinct, um, the uh, or non-existing. Uh, it was extinct, maybe. Uh, the, the Swedish one worked to to fulfillment, and uh, I've been low on Sweden. I still think I'm a bit low on Sweden, even after this game. Uh, but let's take it from the top and we can have some sort of analysis at the bottom. Um, if, if we look at it, we, we start with, with the first goal that comes from Sweden. It's in the first period and it is a little bit of a stupid penalty to take, I think, uh, from, from Russia. But it, it, it literally goes like eight seconds into the power play and Sweden has um, has one nil. Um you can't really fault Askarov for this goal, I think. Um, it's it's a face-off win uh, from Eklund, who gets it to Holtz. Holtz passes it across to Olaoson, who just wires it. Askarov can't see anything because Eklund is literally in his face. And, uh, yeah, it's tough to to screen a six-foot-four goalie, uh, one of the goal, top goalie prospects in the world at the moment. But um, Eklund does that. And... and uh, it's 1-0. It really, I don't think it really um, showcased the game from what it had been. Uh, Russia had pushed quite a bit. Sweden played the counter-attacks a little bit like Finland did early on versus Germany. And, and that's a whole other chapter. But um, and, and it was a little bit unfortunate that Sweden, that might not have that skill to take over a game completely in the World Juniors, this year got first goal because it, it just it just meant they could backtrack and play the counter-attack play the special teams and and that's what they did um I, I would say the first period really went 
to, to Russia in many ways. Second period, however, Russia gets their power play, a little bit of a fumble, uh, the puck jumps over two sticks, and suddenly Detroit draft picks, who looks exactly like Lucas Vedemo. Does anyone think we can get away with like swapping these players and keep Edvinson for the abs? That might be incredible. And, and we would really need it as well. But, but what happens is that Edvinson comes on the attack, does a great move, flips it between the legs on Askarov, go five hole, best way of score on a breakaway. He, he moves Askarov sideways, opens up the leg, puts, just flips it in. Uh, Askarov knows it's in even before it's gone in. Um, Two nil. Easiest pie, easiest Edvinson. Um, you know I've been high on Edvinson, and, and even if I've been low on Sweden, I said a lot is going to rest on that first unit that Sweden has with Grants, Edvinson, Olaison, Holtz and Eklund. And, and that unit really carried Sweden today. Um, not only on the power play, but also 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, an absolute monster. I think, I think Edvinson had so, almost 17 minutes of ice time after the second period. That tells you a lot of what went on. Uh, obviously, um, um, early third period, um, five on three for for Sweden, Emil Andres scores. Yeah, say, or, or I, I, was it even? I'm at a loss. I don't even remember when it was. I should probably look that up. So um, while I do that, uh, let's see here. So we have uh, 1-0 Russia, 2-0 Russia, 3-0. Yeah, early second period or, or mid-second period, 3-0. 5-3, um, two stupid penalties really from, from Sweden in that case, uh, from Russia in that case. One was a flip over the glass and the other one was, I don't know, a uh, no, it was a hooking and a tripping penalty. Uh, and and even Andre gets it. <laughs> Played assist to Granson Eklund again, first unit, right? Um, and then it was game over. It felt like it. Um, Russia scores a 3 1 goal to make it a little bit interesting um, with, with a couple of minutes to go. Um, and then obviously, what happens before, um, uh, during the intermission? between second and third period. It is what always happens in Russia's tournament nowadays. They they change Askarov. They pull Askarov and Guzerov comes out, right? Uh, Guskov comes in, in relief. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a penalty for Russia, um, um, holding, uh, then it's roughing. Lerf goes for roughing, and then it's a slashing during that penalty as well. So suddenly, um, it's another five on three for Sweden, where Holt scores another goal. Eklund, Andre, power play unit, just it just works. So here we see it again, um, and and it essentially the game should be over. Um, but it is one player that is in, an incredible talent. And I tweeted out during the, the game, it's incredible 
Matvey Mishkov plays with number 17 and it's Karlamov's old number. And let's let's be honest here as well. It's a little bit I didn't experience the the cemeteries, uh, but I've seen it in in uh, I've seen seen it afterwards on highlights, and I've obviously seen the Karmalov movie. Uh, it's on YouTube. Find it if you can. It's a great movie for for one of those nights where you have to stay home and there's no hockey. Um, so um, he takes over. He goes on a he he does a great angle goes around the Swedish player and the Swedish player pushes him in to the goal tender to Valstedt and the goal cage moves off the the, the moorings Pack goes in and this happened in overtime in Sweden earlier today that's the only way I knew the rules so the rule says that if the attacking player is forced in by the defender you should award an advantage to the attacking player. In this case, Mitchkov. Uh, it makes sense, I think. Uh, we want to see goals. And the defensive a, a defender should be skilled. The defensive play should not be a Ben Chiro, uh, Shea Weber, uh, Alexander Romanov, etc., etc. kind of play. Where you push your opponent into the net or into the goalie, get an interference or, or get a uh, get the moorings uh, off and thereby avoiding the chance. I think I, a, IIHF gets this right. You, you, you wore the goal because that should not be an offen uh, a, a defensive play in order to pre prevent a goal. You wore that goal. So essentially Mishkov gets the goal from you know, lying down and crashing into the goalkeeper. I think it's worth it. I I, I really like this rule. I am cons I, I wouldn't be against NHL implementing a similar rule. It would protect the goalkeepers that we know needs maybe a little bit more protection in that regard because their own players won't use them as uh, pinball machines. And uh, it, it will more often give the attacker a chance to make a play, then the goalkeeper will have to save it, but it is a, a better chance for a play that we want to see. It, it goes half a minute, and then, oh, 40 seconds, uh, and then Mishkov scores again. This time, he scores from behind the extended goal line. So, he, he this talent, just flips it in off the helmet of Valstead into the net and game on. It's 3-4. It's, it's Russia is a goal away out of nothing because one kid has done something really, really good. First a dangle to get by the Swedish uh, defender and then on the next goal he throws the puck on the net even from behind the extended goal line and it goes in fantastic work and and yeah we, we are gonna see a lot of talk about Mishkov next year for for some others it's gonna be talk about him being signed until 2025 I've said it before Yared said it before I think some others have said it before you can wait for him because when he comes over he's gonna be ready to play much in the same way as Panarin or Kaprizov uh, make sure to put a small bet on him as Rookie of the Year in 2025-2026, that season, because he's going to have it.
it's going to be a walk in the park unless he gets injured. Um, then, um, five, six minutes later, uh, Theodor Niederbach gets a, a goal for Sweden, an insurance goal, um, assisted by Torgerson, Daniel Torgerson. Both of these kids from Frölunda's academy, um, both of them have struggled to, to make the team for different reasons. Both need some good luck, and it was great to see them. And then this is actually the the other line, maybe because I'm partial, because I watch them a lot. Um, I was impressed with this line. This was probably the, the other line, except for the first line in Sweden. This is the third line in Sweden, uh, and I was impressed with it. I think it was really, really put well put together. You take two players that has played together for, for a couple of years, and it works. I'm not sure it can match up with, with US or or um, Canada down the line, but it should definitely beat Finland's. Uh, so, so there is that. And then obviously you have an empty netter for for uh, for Sweden in the dying seconds. I think it came with like 20 seconds to go. Um, it, it's, it's all good, you know? It's uh, It was maybe not what I thought would happen, but uh, if we start star of the game, Simon Edvinsson, he was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. He deserves it. And on the other side, it was the other guy that was uh, showcasing himself, Matvey Mishkov, two goals. Incredible start of his World Junior career. He can play another two years, if I remember correctly. Um, fantastic, both of them. What I did see from Sweden was that they played gritty. They played a little bit like Montreal did in the playoffs this season, when they, they played a little bit over the edge even. They went after Mishkov at any possible chance with a slash, with a hook, uh, with a cross check, uh, with a big hit if they could. And and it it challenged him a little bit. It was very interesting to see, to still be able to come back and score two goals in the middle of, of the third period. Very, very good. But I can't really say that, that it was um, the usual Sweden. It was the usual Sweden in regards to the fact that they played a counter-attacking hockey. They let Russia dictate uh, the game to, to a fair degree, but it was also a tougher Sweden, a dirtier Sweden. Um, Löf was an inclusion of that, uh, pushing out some big hits, uh, playing a wee bit dirty every here and there. Um, so, so it seems like Thomas Montaigne has gone away a little bit from his usual style of play. Um, interestingly enough, I'm not sure that this will help when you play other big countries, when you play Russia that maybe uh, further into the tournament has settled a little bit, has has figured out to play a little bit how they want to play. But uh, it is something that we really should be looking out for when it comes to Sweden, something that from, to me was a little bit unexpected. Um, interesting to follow up on, I'll be doing more. Um, bottom six minutes you've been listening to Patrick Bexel from Hands Eyes on the Price in regards to Sweden Russia 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.